when you're a large group of growers and you're bringing together product from lots of different folks and you're trying to run a physical market, the challenges that you face are just different from just an independent farm. Central to any time we think about building something new is how will this help farms? How is this going to help the individual producers, but also the collectives that are really trying to connect all of the dots for the farms? How do we save them time? How do we help them grow their sales and reach a broader network or just optimize the sales that they're executing on right now? Hello again, and welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing. This is episode 608. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This show is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 850 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush, abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S. supporting U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $10 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. And thank you to Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top-quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Well, the spring flower season is warming up quickly, so I know you'll find today's conversation especially timely. I've invited two guests to share about crop pricing strategies and selling through wholesale flower hubs. You'll meet return guest Amelia Ilo of Rooted Farmers, an online selling platform for flower farmers and a Slow Flowers podcast sponsor. And you'll meet New Jersey-based flower farmer Leah Ducey of Spring Wind Farm and the Garden State Flower Cooperative. We'll learn more about Leah's path to flowers, what she grows, and how she has developed a marketplace with other farmers at the Garden State Flower Co-op. And Amelia will share about some of the new tools and programs that Rooted Farmers has developed to help growers with pricing their seasonal cut flowers. Let's jump right in and get started, and welcome to Leah and Amelia. Well, hello, everybody. I am so excited today to have two guests, and we're going to talk all about flower farming and flower pricing and sales platforms and uh, just dive right in. I want to uh, speak today, first of all, with and welcome Amelia, Amelia Ilo of Rooted Farmers. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for having us. Oh, absolutely. And of course, uh, Rooted Farmers is a podcast and show sponsor and uh, good friends to Slow Flowers. Um, Amelia is the founder of Rooted Farmers, and she is a flower farmer herself at a farm called Reverie Flowers. I don't know when you have time to farm, Amelia, but 
I have a lot of help. <laughs> oh, good. And um, just for those of you who don't know, Rooted Farmers is an online marketplace for local flowers, connecting flower farmers and their customers. And um, I just want to mention that Amelia has been a past guest of this show and podcast a couple episodes. Uh, we're not going to go back and reinvent the you know the whole history of the organization. We're going to just share those links in our show notes at slowflowerspodcast.com. You'll really enjoy going back and hearing, um, hearing the whole story of this really innovative company. Um, but today we have an update and a special focus on a topic that is important to everyone, which is flower pricing and just the finances of flower farming. Um, I think you're going to find this hugely helpful as you enter the busy growing and selling season. And so our second guest is going to bring us up to speed on the life of a flower farmer. Hello, Leah Ducey. How are you? Good. Hi, Deborah. Thank you for having me on. Oh, thanks for joining us. And Leah is um, the... I don't know, co-owner, I guess, of Springwind sure. Farm. It's a family farm, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and a Slow Flowers member. And you grow for several outlets, but you're based in Cream Ridge, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And you sell wholesale through Garden State Flower Cooperative in Morristown, New Jersey. I don't know. How far away is that? A little over an hour. Okay. In the... The one-hour yep. radius that everybody seems to have to drive to move right. flowers, right? Well, thanks for joining us, Leah. It's so great to see you and introduce you to this audience. This is your first time on the show. Um, give us a snapshot of Spring Wind Farms. We're going to talk with Leah first, and then we'll bring Amelia in um, in just a few minutes. So, um, where you know, we talked about where you're located, but what are you growing? What are your channels? And and you know, tell us your story. Okay, yeah. Um, so, Spring Wind Farm. We are in Central Jersey, and we have 20 acres. So I grow, try to just specialty, like higher end cuts. We have um, four high tunnels. And so right now in the spring, we're, we have ranunculus and poppies and anemone and the foxgloves are coming in. We do um, some kind of like semi-hardy perennials in the back tunnels to kind of like add something different. And then we have um, a two acre annual field. So we kind of focus really on Cosmos, Celosia, different varieties that don't ship well and that the florists want. And then, you know, and just like some other small plots, some perennials and woodies for just to kind of fill in. So we do mostly, the majority of the sales is wholesale. And then I run like a flower CSA, a flower club, and I have a, a small stand that's open, you know, every other week or so for um, when we can get like the rest of the flowers out, but the focus is wholesale. That's interesting. So the flower stand is kind of for your overflow if you have time mm -hmm. to harvest it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I, we were chatting before we started recording and I do want you to tell, share your path to flowers with people uh, from being a high, high school science teacher <laughs> to a flower farmer. I, I, that's a beautiful story. And I think it's very relatable to a lot of people. So mm -hmm. could you share it with us a little bit? Yeah. So I went to Rutgers for plant science and I have a degree in graduate degree in that. And then kind of found my way into teaching high school biology and sustainability um, for stability, um, even though my goal was to farm. So eventually 12 years in and two young kids later, we found a property that worked for us. Um, and my husband also teaches high school agriculture. So we kind of teamed up to take on this project that we were a little bit more financially stable to do. And you know, and just kind of raise the kids on the farm. So we are in our sixth season. And I mean, the growth has been pretty incredible. Um, 
So it's just kind of figuring out how, how big, how much, and like managing those growing pains. Yeah. Wow. And your um, ability to understand uh, what the designers want, is that a lot of that come through being part of the, uh, the cooperative in terms of like you have to make these decisions way before the florists are wanting to buy the flowers. So in terms of, like you said, varieties that don't ship well, but also high-end varieties, you're going for that premium designer mm-hmm. uh, bloom, right? Right, right. Because they can get, I, even, you know, the designers, they do want local, but, you know, if, if it's coming from overseas and it's half the price, so like not to have that battle, just to go for something that really, you know, that they can't get, um, yeah. And it doesn't ship well. So, yeah. and I do some design on the side. So I kind of have an idea, like kind of like a foot in of like what's popular, what's trending and kind of like seeing what they, and just kind of following different designers for yeah. what they like to use. I love it. What mm. are you known for? What's your signature crop? Or do you have just one or a few? Um, I love foxglove. So I do foxglove, a mm. lot of foxglove and um we had a ton of ranunculus this year. We do that. And um, I guess a lot of Cosmos, I try to keep that going and just some kind of specialty solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, we do dahlias as well. But um, yeah, I guess some kind of the early tunnel crops because yeah. we do have the space for that and yeah. focus on that. And that is really smart because mm-hmm. everybody's hungry for local flowers for juicy focal flowers and the fact that you can have them when what was your earliest harvest was it march uh yeah they start coming in march it depends mm-hmm. wow that's awesome uh one other thing before we bring in uh, amelia what how did you sell before joining the cooperative and did the cooperative really allow you to like increase your production um how did that relationship because they're about three years old right uh, I actually, uh, 2019. So our, Oh, before COVID yeah. that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. So I started, I had two farmers markets and I quickly realized that that was not the Avenue I wanted to go with the kids. And then, so I reached out to local florists, but once I saw like managing all those relationships was time consuming and that I couldn't really fill everything that they need. So someone, I saw a, um, like a Facebook post on the specially cut flower page of like, for farmers to join a co-op. So I like jumped in and kind of um, have been with that since. And, you know, so it's just great to be able to fill an order together. Um, And I really liked that collaboration of farmers. I love it. That's wonderful. It's sort of interesting because the cooperative solves one problem, which is how to aggregate with Mm -hmm. other farmers. And then when Rooted Farmers partners with the cooperative, it's a different type of aggregation. And I guess that's my natural segue over to Amelia to um, bring you in on the conversation. And uh, when you started Rooted Farmers, it was really designed, well, I don't want to say this wrong. You had your own (laughs) collective. So you already had a group of farmers you were designing for, but most people who joined were individuals. Is that correct? Yeah, it, we've always had kind of a balance there, but I think when when uh, we were first getting started, the idea was that, you know, yes, there were a handful of collectives in the country, but that this is a tool that could really benefit farms the same way that it benefited us. Yeah. Um, and so we we that was kind of our initial approach. And the landscape has changed yeah. over the last four or five years, and there, you know, it's 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 very different today in I think some really exciting ways. Um, but 
Yes, that was our initial uh, our initial goal. There. So, um, does the platform work differently for individual sellers versus groups like collectives and cooperatives? Oh, um, I mean, is it probably uh, for the user experience? People aren't even aware that there, you know, there's a difference. Yeah, so it is, it does work a little bit differently. You know, I think the the needs that you have when you're a large group of growers and you're bringing together product from lots of different folks and you're trying to run a physical market and you have, you know, different receiving days and um and the the challenges that you face are just different yeah. from just an independent yeah. farm, even a very large independent farm and um and so as we started bringing on more and more of these groups, um, we really, I think they've done a great job in, in giving us feedback and challenging us and saying, here's how our group is growing. And it can look different from one year to the next, but that means that our tool needs to grow with them mm-hmm. and, um, and respond to that, to that scaling challenge and opportunity that they have. So it does work a little bit differently. Um, you know, I think it's it really is uh, designed to aggregate across lots of sellers mm-hmm. in a way that for an independent farm, it just isn't necessary. Right, right. That's a good point. Um, well, just listening to you talk about how you're always bringing, you're, you have data that comes in from every transaction. And so you have this ability to, you know, crunch the numbers, so to speak, and see see trend lines, see perhaps um, crops that are more popular or pricing changes mm-hmm. or co- crops that fall out of favor. Like you're you're bringing that information back to people on the platform that they probably couldn't figure out themselves. And I know you've been innovating constantly, new tools and features. Uh, so I kind of, I thought this would be a good time to talk about some of the things that are you've brought online and how they benefit people on the Rooted farmers platform, um, how they help growers who participate. Uh, so let's just give us sort of the menu of what 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 people might discover if they haven't been on the platform uh, recently. Sure. So I, you know, I think at <clears throat> sort of central to any time we think about building something new is really, you know, how, how will this help farms? How is this going to help the individual, individual producers, but also the collectives that are really trying to connect all of the dots for the farms. And it can be helpful in terms of how do we save them time? It can be helpful in terms of how do we help them, um, you know, sort of grow their sales and reach a broader network or, um, or just optimize the sales that they're, they're executing on right now. So, you know, I think in terms of pricing, um, we have known and, and Deborah, you and I have talked about this in the past is just this, this data set that we have. Um, I think there, there are a lot of, uh, there, there's just a, a hunger out there among sellers, um, for, some transparency on pricing and and just understanding, you know, how should I be thinking about pricing for wholesale? You know, we want to be selling more wholesale. We want to be selling more to florists, but how do I really think about pricing that product? Um, And so we as growers, we're often sort of scraping lists of like USDA data. (laughs) We're looking at the Boston terminal price list. We're looking at wholesaler lists and we're trying, we're talking to other growers saying, what are you doing? How are you selling this? And while I think those are all helpful inputs, you know, it, it is, they're sort of, you know, picking 
little yeah. pieces of data. Kind of abstract and, in a way, like they're not relevant yeah. to an individual region, probably. They're they're also just not there isn't a lot of overlap often between like the Boston price list and also wholesalers. And then what we as growers are producing, Uh, like we are often just growing very different products. You're, you're, you're plowing through new territory that these crops aren't showing up on these sort of mass market pricing. That's a really good point. You're like defining this whole new, whole new landscape. Yeah. Well, we're trying to, yeah. I mean, it, it is because as growers, like part of our, how we differentiate ourselves from a lot of the imports is, well, we're just growing different product. Mm-hmm. We're growing, you know, product that doesn't ship very well. And so you can't easily access it through those import channels, which is great, but it also then leaves us in this sort of like loop of, okay, well now do we, how do we figure out if we don't have comparables to price off of and so, so we, because of how our system is built, where, you know, you're, you're going in and you're choosing from this drop-down menu of thousands and thousands of flowers, what are you selling? What we are able to do is we then can aggregate all the data and we can package it up into a way that, that is useful to sellers to say, okay, how do we really think about pricing on this particular cultivar? Um, and... And it's specific to what we're doing as local farms, as opposed to, you know, kind of trying to triangulate from lots of different places that aren't really it. And you're doing it in a way that is, you're not revealing anybody's proprietary pricing. It's because it's kind of general across the whole platform of farms that are participating in Brutus. So it's in a way there's a, a, you know, confidentiality involved. And so people should feel that they're not, giving their information direct to a direct competitor, but they're just seeing right. this, this overall trend line across the U S. Yeah. And what do you, yeah. We, so we sat down, I mean, the way that we really approached this was um, we sat down with some agricultural economists and we said, look, here's the problem. Here are our data. <laughs> and we want to share this in a way that, doesn't lead to, you know, sort of unintended consequences, essentially. Um, So we're giving you information without compromising, Mm -hmm. you know, confidentiality or compromising, you know, kind of understanding the full distribution, because it's not that there's one right price for your foxglove or one right price for your anemones. There's a, there's a distribution there and there are a lot of variables. And so how do we how do we sort of visualize that for you? Um, was that exercise that we went through? So that was most of last year that you were trying to develop this this yeah. way to to look at the data and how how it's best to communicate it to uh, the farms. Right. Okay, so did you just introduce a new a new tool or feature um, that is now available just for twenty twenty three? We did. Yeah. So beginning in January, um, we, you know, part of, part of the other feedback that we had been hearing both from farms and collectives was, you know, that there really is not a a single uh, product, like one right size product for all farms and all collectives, regardless of how big or advanced or, you know, experienced they were. We really needed to introduce this idea of different tiers, essentially. Like, oh, you mean you know, on the rooted farmers platform? Yeah, it was pretty and much so a, a basically a, a professional and 
and uh, non-professional categories at the time, right? It is now. Okay. It wasn't. Okay. Before, it was just a one-size-fits-all. And so now we have kind of the pro tier. And so in the pro tier, we have a lot more um, analytics tools. Um, and and included in that is also the pricing tool here, which um, we, we can look yeah, at. Yeah, let's and, do that. And we'll take a look at what that so looks this like. Is, you, this is access, you will access this if you are at, what is the level again? Premier level? The pro, pro level. The pro okay, tier. sorry. Yep. Yeah. All right. So this is an example of um, what what the anemone. Yeah. Is this here. is a you log in and you choose the crop that you want to get information on. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. So we've pulled up um, a more generic listing here for anemones because we just want to take a look at 2023. Also, now that we're in this spring selling yeah. season, and we've got some 2023 data. Um, but you can search for, you know, down to any cultivar level if you if you're looking for that. And so one of the things that we do is we say, well, we're not going to show you data if it's just one bunch of one thing from one seller in this pocket of the country. We want to make sure we have enough of a threshold there that it's useful mm -hmm. and representative. Mm -hmm. So as we start seeing more and more sales coming in on products for 2023, then you see the 2023 data pop up, which you can see here. That is so interesting. So it goes back to 2021. At least you get three yep. three years. I Okay, so this is called the Rooted Range price, Flower Pricing Tool. Kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And yep. um, I like where it says on the upper right-hand, pricing is a dynamic exercise. Prices evolve over time and also reflect a variety of harvest practices, product attributes and market dynamics. And then I see you have a, a hot link for stem link or hot link for stem link. So is that one yeah. of the variables you're talking about? Yeah. So for a lot of these products that we're selling commonly, like uh, frequently, we want to help provide context there on where are some of those common drivers to it. And so for anemones, we know our first cuts are very different from our third cuts. And that stem length variable drives pricing. In other words, you should not have the same price for your six-inch stems that you have for 12-inch mm, stems. Sure. That's just not appropriate. There's still value there, but it's not the same price. And so as you're increasing in stem length, theoretically, you know, and, and assuming your harvest practices and you're actually not, you know, cutting them after they've been pollinated, things like that. Um, you're you're moving higher up in that range. And this just allows you to look kind of at those trends over time that you were talking about, Deborah, is, you know, what's happening in 2021? Mm -hmm. Well, we can see that most sales were between $1.30 and $1.50 on this particular flower. And that range broadened in 2022. And now in 2023, we're seeing prices going up a bit, um, even mm -hmm. from the 2022 wow. increase. So That's interesting. It's as a grower, you know, I think Leah can weigh in both in the grower perspective and, and also on the collective manager perspective too. On yeah, let's, okay, that's great. I'm glad you mentioned that. So Leah, you're the manager of the collective? I am the president and we oh. have a market manager. Oh, you're the cooperative, sorry, not collective. Okay. Um, um, just to add another, let another hat yeah. to wear, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're probably quite involved with this in terms of guiding other farmers, uh, tell me a little bit about how this has helped you, this tool has helped you. I know it's just four months in, but, um, or how do you anticipate using it going forward? 
Right. So I did use it. So we set up price lists for our farms, like a guide, like a kind of or a range really of what they should be offering because, you know, along with quality, stem length, we want to make sure the pricing is consistent when a designer comes in. So, you know, and often when you have newer farms, not necessarily newer to growing, but often trying to switch from retail to wholesale, you know, they just might not be as familiar with that and they might not design so they might not have access to the wholesale list so this kind of like just really helps and so um you know I use it like okay well here's the medium of what it's selling on rooted all over the country like we're in the northeast or like these are your first cuts they're really good so that like this is where you can kind of tweak it and move it and it just kind of helps like just helps like give more, more backing to the pricing that we've picked yeah. for each prop. And yeah, I love it. And also it does sort of give you confidence to mm-hmm. not second guess yourself if some customers, you know, maybe questions the pricing. Obviously you have the ability to do special promotions or to do bulk sales. So it, it, everything is still right. probably specific to that, that <clears throat> season or that client. But this is an incredible tool um, I like that you have that kind of maroon or fuchsia component that it says most sales, but then things do fall in the lower range or the higher range, depending. And those variables, who they could be all kinds of things, right, Amelia? Yeah. Yeah, it could be all sorts of things. And it's also just recognizing that there is not one right mm-hmm. price. You know, if you're looking at this, you're saying, you know, most sales, 90% of sales fall between one and $2 in 2022. And there are there are you there are reasons that you would want to price product an anemone down at a dollar a stem if it's really you know a much shorter stem or it's you know the sort of thing that doesn't have a lot of um, uh, flexibility yeah. in kind of the arrangements it can be put into <laughs> or if it's really hot and everything's blow, <laughs> blowing open at the same time you're like yeah. we gotta move this stuff move i've seen that yeah, happen to a few people around it. the country so i don't know if it, what it's been like in uh in new jersey or right now maybe it's more stable weather-wise no no <laughs> no <laughs> not here so either. sorry <laughs> three days of 90 like blue all the tulips it was it's rough it it it's rough, but I just wanted to pipe in and add too, like this pricing I find super hu- uh, helpful, helpful for all those crops that Amelia was talking about that like aren't on wholesale lists. It's like, oh, you know, we have these growers with these cool shrubs or perennials. It's like, what the heck do we sell this for? You know, this is not on Boston. The wholesaler mm-hmm. doesn't have it. What's mm-hmm. close? How, what are, who else has it? And like, just to be like, okay, yeah, we were right on point with that. Or we could go up or down, you know, it's just. That's a really good point because some of these things that people are basically um, cutting out of uh, established gardens, like the woody ornamental shrubs, their their seasons so short too that there's not a lot of data on how they've been sold. So I'm sure that over time, I, I, one of the words that I wrote down that Amelia said was optimize. I feel like over time, every year you're going to have all this new bucket of of data, and that's only going to make this tool more robust. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the goal. I mean, I think our we are always trying to help give farms kind of a leg up and and give them tools that can really help them to move their product. And sometimes, you know, that's that can really be driven by how you're pricing product. And especially for folks who are, you know, 
growing something new. Maybe they haven't grown it before, so they don't have that context or... Um, or, or they're just sort of stepping into, you know, maybe they had done mostly bouquets and now they're doing more straight Mm -hmm. bunches. It's just one more data point to help them think through that decision. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like there's a bit of a, of give and take that the people, um, at the collective and co-op level, like the leadership, as, as we hear from Leah, you're giving uh, Rooted Farmers some input too on what what else you'd like to see or how you use this tool mm-hmm. um, because you're you're kind of partners in that regard trying to improve this for everybody and and for everybody I mean the whole floral local floral marketplace is benefiting from more professional pricing I would th- I would think it just benefits everyone that there's more consistency I guess absolutely I think it it that is all of the feedback that we collect ends up benefiting both the buyers and the sellers mm-hmm. on both sides mm-hmm. because it it is it's sort of a crowdsourced approach to product yeah. design is you know tell us what you're struggling with and then let's figure out how to solve these problems when we're hearing it in New Jersey and also in you know North Carolina and also in Utah and you know also in New Mexico that's a problem that really needs a solution that's kind of, you know, reflects all of these yeah. different regions. Amelia, is there anything else on the platform you want to show right now, or shall I just bounce us back to the larger screen? No, we can bounce okay, back. Okay, great. Okay, that was really fun. Um, well, what do you have in the works for 2023? Um, what's happening at Springwind Farm and with the Garden State Flower Cooperative? Um, just... You know, you're just growing your heart out. I can't believe yeah. you have time to get on the Zoom call on this call with me. Um, yeah, so with the co-op, we've added two days and now we're looking at delivery. So really trying to like move flowers because the goal too is like to get growers to commit to wholesale, you know. So when you just have one cut a week, you know, they still have to do their retail for that second cut for the mm. stuff that doesn't hold. So we're really trying to like figure out how to do that, either if it's a retail component of the co-op, but really, or those event designers or uh, brick and mortar looking to like re-up their shop supply. Um, And so that's the same with the farm. I'm trying to like schedule my cuts and grow more during the week when the kids are in school and then I'm free, but it's a, it's a, in the spring, it's a lot of volume. So um, it's, it's been interesting, but yeah, it's, you know, just as more, um, like more of one type of flowers to really be able to fill those orders. Like that's our goal that we tell farmers, um, you know, you just at least like, you know, 10, at least 10 bunches of something would be good to offer, you know, especially those crops that you can crank out like that. That's um, a really good point. It's so seductive to have hundreds of varieties, but from a business point of view, mm-hmm. you want to go deep in some of your best sellers. And, and your best colors, I guess. And the designers, they get frustrated if they can't fill an order with, you know, like we want them to come to us and have faith and put their whole order in us instead of having to source in like three different spots. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think is going to happen with the delivery? Is that something that you'll have to um, raise some funds for or uh, pull your uh, resources? We'll see. No, there's a there's a U-Haul down the corner, so it's our... <laughs> Oh, you don't need to buy a van. I see what you're saying. No, just kind of test it out and see. Because I think like some of the shops is, you know, people get short staffed. And even if they can't, like they can't get out to come pick up the product. 
So we just need to get it to them. So we're constantly brainstorming to move all the flowers and make the growers happy that they're moving it and the designers happy that they can get it. You're echoing what um, was my conversation two weeks ago with Jesse Witcher of Understory Farm in Burlington, Vermont, where she really talked about the fact that wholesale, if you can go all in with wholesale, it's actually a source of profitability. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hearing that from you too, Leah. Like you just want to have more ways to harvest twice in a week and push that out through wholesale. Even though you love your your flower club customers, you're never going to abandon them. That's kind of more of your community probably. Right. It's just the labor making bouquets. You know, I love making bouquets. So I keep the flower club really small. So I enjoy making those bouquets. If I grow it, then it's just like cranking them out and it's not really fun for me anymore. Yeah. Um, But you know, the wholesale, I just like seeing it all come in and leave. Like it's just (laughs) see it like the cooler empty and go and go into somebody. And then I love seeing what those designers do with it. You know, Right. It's so inspiring. Oh, Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, Are you working on some new product uh, introductions, Amelia, for the pro level or for across the, across the platform? Yeah, we're always working on new. That was kind of a dumb question, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I think uh, right now our focus is really kind of getting everybody onboarded and up to speed because it's spring and everybody's starting. Yeah, it's crazy everybody's, time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the weather this year has been, and I feel like we say this every year, right? But but I think we're, everybody's running two to three weeks ahead of schedule in, um, from what they were In expecting. some regions, in the, in the Pacific Northwest, two weeks behind. Yeah. It's been such behind. a cold spring. But yeah. that just is the variable that every, you're right, that you can't predict, right? Yeah, no. And, and so it's, it's really just trying to be responsive to Mm -hmm. that. We've got, uh, dozens of collectives and cooperatives that we're working with. And, um, and so it's just making sure that everybody has what they need to kind of be running, uh, smoothly as we kind of approach these mother's day. (gasps) Yes. Oh, I know. I, I, that's, that's just looming out there. I mean, Exactly. Uh, I, I, but no, I think for later in the season, um, you know, we have we have some new tools coming out this week on point of sale, um, which is really, I think we're finding that for collectives and cooperatives that are running um, big markets, it's it is becoming, a you know, a lot of there's a lot of opportunity to move flowers on the floor. Okay. Um, and so really improving those tools. Um more analytics. I think we're always just looking at um, growers who are saying, "Look, I can run my business more intelligently and and more profitably if I have these types of insights into how my sales are working." And so we've been rolling out more and more analytics tools. Um, and I think it's it's also we just want to hear from our our members as you know on the buyer side also as designers. You know, what are you loving and where do you feel like you still need a little bit more, you know, handholding or questions answered or, you know, we have messaging now on orders, which is really exciting for buyers. They can message back and forth with their collectives and their growers. And um, and it's been fun to see how that's getting used and what people are asking. Wow. So lots of new fun things. Well, uh, we're excited to share with our um our viewers and listeners that if you're a Soul Flowers member, you uh, can enjoy a special discount code to join Rooted Farmers. This is for growers. Um, mm-hmm. It's a $75 off discount for the year and courtesy of Rooted Farmers. 
Thank you for that generous uh, discount. Do you want to talk a little bit or walk people through how that works, Amelia? Yeah. So it's just a coupon code um, that you'll use when you go in. So, um, you know, you you can hear more about this on some of our other podcasts with Deborah, but we have an application process. So um, we make sure that we're screening everybody who comes on to Rooted as a wholesale buyer or a wholesale seller. Um, there's no cost to buyers. You can join. There's absolutely no fee, but we do want to make sure that you really are a legitimate like, wholesale yeah, buyer. Have a, a resale license. Yeah. Yep. And for growers, it's just SF2023 is the coupon code. And you'd use that once you get approved um, and go through that application process. Great. And I will say that uh, you do check. So, you know, we're trying to keep it honest. But to join, yep. if you join Soulflowers for $99, you basically, you know, recoup most of that when you um, yeah. sign up to sell on the Rooted platform. Um, uh, Amelia, just so because we have listeners who maybe haven't checked out your platform, what are the pricing tiers and the membership tiers for Rooted? Uh, just, just to kind of throw it out there. Yeah. So we have two different tiers for individual growers and that's the essentials tier, which is kind of our base package. Um, and it has everything that you need to get up and sell and, um, and get moving and, and join the network. And that's $159. Okay. And then we have our pro tier and, um, and that's got the more advanced analytics that has the pricing tool and, um, and you know, a handful of things that you can, we've got videos and, and things on there. Um, and I think we're, gosh, you're putting me on the spot. I think it's about $350. That's right. We'll that. check. We'll check. And, and maybe 359. Um, but it's all on our website. You can find all that right on the pricing page right. on our website. If you have questions. And then for collectives and cooperatives, it's almost like a customized, um, package depending on their scale, scale and size. Is that correct or? Um, well, we have two different tiers for collectives and cooperatives okay. also. Okay. So it's again, the essentials um, and then the pro tier. I will say that for, we definitely handle groups very differently. Yeah. So get and, in touch. You know, we're really partnering closely with them. Yeah. So it's, it's, we meet you and we make sure everybody works well together and um, it's a little bit different of a, of an application. It sounds like, yeah. It sounds like it's a little bit more of a um, collaboration. It's, because yeah. it's so specialized. Um, well, is this your, uh, at, at Garden State, is this your second or third season that you're on the Rooted platform, Leah? This is our first season. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. How, have, how are you selling? Been on I'm, for a couple of years. I'm yeah, sorry. I've been on this for a few years, but the, this is the co-op's first season. Okay. How were you, how were you managing sales as through the co-op prior, just with a, your own kind of? Uh, Google Sheets and an app. And so this just makes it way oh my easier. Gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's helpful. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you guys off. Um, well, I'm just excited also that uh, I want to acknowledge that Rooted Farmers will be at the Slow Flowers Summit. It's only two months away here in Seattle. Wow. They're returning as a presenting sponsor. So grateful for your support and participation, Amelia, and how unique that we're going to have one of our presentations about the flower dollar from Lenny Larkin. And there's so many ways to slice and dice this, this flower pricing model. I think it'll be really fun for people to hear from her, but also talk with you and see what, you know, what their, the approach is best for them. You want to add anything to that? Yeah, no, we're just really excited. So Carla and I are going to be coming out and um, we'll be we'll be there and excited to meet folks. But I think you always do such a great job of 
bringing these events together for all of the uh, the flower lovers of the world oh my gosh. to bond. It's going to be beautiful. <laughs> Karen and I are doing a site visit on Friday, and I'm just so thrilled to like see leaves on branches and the flowers yeah. starting to bloom at the Bellevue Botanical Garden. So that's great. Uh, I wanted to wrap up and say that there are a lot of resources available for viewers and listeners uh, that Rooted has. And so in our show notes at slowflowers.com for this episode, we'll have links to um, l- several blog-, blog posts that are available about uh, basically farm finances and pricing. And Amelia is going to help me pick out which ones of those are best. We'll share that promo code and we'll have photos from of Spring Wind Farm, which <laughs> Leah has shared. And um, make sure everyone knows how to follow you on social media, both of you. So I uh, thank you guys for a wonderful episode. And before we wrap up, is there anything I didn't ask you that you want to make sure we include either one of you? No, I think you you nailed it. Yeah. We got well, good, Thank good you. luck with Mother's Day. I was going to say, Mother's Day is like the floral holiday. Everyone thinks it's Valentine's Day, but for the local floral, slow flowers world, it's definitely Mother's Day coming right it's up. Mother's so, Day. Yeah. Yep. So I'm glad I got you before that. Thank you both so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Deborah. much for joining us today. You can find the replay video of today's interview and more bonus content and resources from Rooted Farmers at slowflowerspodcast.com for episode 608. Take advantage of the $75 off discount at any level of the Rooted Farmers platform. It's offered to members of the Slowflower Society and you'll find more details in our show notes as well. I'll also share some gorgeous flower photos that Leah provided so you can learn more about Spring Wind Farm, her beautiful family farm in New Jersey. Our next sponsor thank you goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at Longfield Gardens. That's longfield-gardens.com. In this week's news, check out our May Slow Flower Society newsletter, which just dropped on Monday. You'll find links to new stories, events, resources, and special promotions for our Slow Flowers community. We're gearing up for the Slow Flowers Summit in just seven weeks, and we're getting ready to celebrate American Flowers Week, June 28th through July 4th. And we just announced a special lecture and workshop taking place this coming September with Royal Florist and past guest to this podcast, Shane Connolly. Check out a link to all of this news in today's show notes, episode 608 at slowflowerspodcast.com. Our final thank you goes to Rooted Farmers. Rooted Farmers works exclusively with local growers to put the highest quality specialty cut flowers in floral customers' hands. When you partner with Rooted Farmers, you are investing in your community and you can expect a commitment to excellence in return. Learn more at rootedfarmers.com. Thanks so much for joining me today. The Slow Flowers Podcast is a member-supported endeavor, downloaded more than one million times by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. If you're new to our weekly show or our long-running podcast, check out all of our resources at slowflowersociety.com. 
I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of The Slow Flowers Show and The Slow Flowers Podcast. The Slow Flowers Podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one stem, one base at a time. Thank you so much for joining us today, and I'll see you next week. Thank you.